Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sort of My Podcast. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human, sitting to my left. James Odell, Alpha Spectre. Right across the table from him. Dr. T. Neal, Travis Herman. Oh, shit. Party (laughs) over there. Uh, You guys, you can like Sort of My Brand at our nerd news page, Sort of My Comics on Facebook. Follow Sort of My Podcast on Instagram and subscribe to the Sort of My Brand channel on YouTube. You're listening to this somewhere, whether it's SoundCloud or iTunes. While you're there, why not rate, review, comment, or follow us? Or comment. comment. Or, or, or you can comment. (laughs) Seriously, we want to know what you guys think about what we say. What yeah, we get in on the conversation. Maybe we'll make a segment out of it later on. If you want to argue with us, just for the sake of arguing, do it. We'll, we'll argue, argue back. back. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, all of our personal social media is down in the description, along with everything else I just mentioned. Before we, we get into all the news stories and stuff, you guys you guys saw the uh, Justice League music video. Watched it right before. Pretty the cool. Uh, yeah, no, the... That's the toe-tapper right dude, there. Dude, that, that cover <laughs> of uh, Come Together is really cool. Like, honestly, the, the cover is probably cooler than the actual music video. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I feel like so much of it was, uh, so, it was a really fast-paced video at some point. Yeah, kind of. It was really good. I feel like it was weirdly added. Like, some, there were some points where it was just, like, the uh, breakdown, and there were, like, action things happening from yeah. the movie, and I was like, this doesn't this seem here. misplaced. Some yeah. of it should have been slower, like, instead right. of, like, you know, so fast-paced action. Well, and then it was, like, <laughs> the scenes in the beginning of the video where it's just, like, going through the desert. That was awesome. Yeah, and then that like okay. it, it flashes to like Batman, and then it flashes between all the different heroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it starts in, and like the flashes go with the music. Yeah, like, they go with then, the, the music. That it was also cool. seemed like it was pretty heavy on teamwork. Like, yeah, we got a lot of yeah. teamwork shots together. <laughs> Man, there you go. <laughs> uh, but other than the actual song itself, the secondary thing I'm coming out of this with is kind of a fear of too many ensemble shots. Because there are three in that music video alone, and yeah. none of those have Superman. So, and you know oh. they're gonna have one when Superman shows up. So we've got three on the docket already, and it's Avengers. We only had one. We only had one, and well, it was perfect. I don't know if you were there with us day one when I saw it, but uh, I almost teared up. Like I was, I was tearing I up because I was so during Avengers, um, yeah. Avengers when when uh, they're all in like back to back and it goes in that circle oh, and the yeah. camera pans on oh, one like yeah. i still oh, get yeah. chills yeah about that scene it was the best one, perfect I think. Uh, moment i was watching age of ultron yeah, and, uh, i like it they kind of do know. like the panorama of everybody fighting yeah they do it but it was like in the the chapel yeah and all the yeah. Ultron it was pretty awesome though. but that first one was just so perfect and it seems like that again they're like we need to be MCU so bad, and to do that, they think they need to put in like five fucking ensemble shots. I say they're, yeah, they're like, trying to play catch up so bad. I yeah. get having two because like one ensemble shot before Superman shows up, another one after. Like that's fine, but we're yeah. already at three without Superman. Well, I like that there's not five and there's like two when Superman shows right. up. <laughs> I like what we got of Batman out of that too. That's not some stuff yeah. I'd seen. He's He's looking pretty bitching. I think, I think some of this <laughs> stuff was from some of the other trailers, but uh, I yeah. mean, yeah, Batman's look good in each one of these. Uh, again, looking we've good, said it a million times. Movie's gonna have awesome action, terrible story. I was say <laughs> the story's gonna be questionable at best. Well, another questionable story thing is um, Gal Gadot uh, went on the record today and pretty much, or not today, this was a few days ago, but went, uh, pretty much confirmed 
that uh, they're retconning the DCEU already. Like, oh my yeah. god, really? The shit that uh, the shit that happened in BBS, where he's like, "Why did you abandon humanity?" And like, just, they actually have a conversation about it and everything. Uh, that never happened. Yeah, she never abandoned humanity. It's not like, and I and I quote, uh, Gal Gadot said, um, "We realize there's no way Wonder Woman would give up on humanity." Yeah, and then uh, another part of her quote was something along the lines of like, "Sometimes you make mistakes in the business, and that's why we we change them and stuff." Yeah, so they're just gonna like, nope, she never gave up on humanity. Forget about that one part. That that movie still counts, but not that part. Stupid. Stupid. From here on out. The movies that we we give you, they're not going to have that scene in them, and you just need to throw away your copies right now. Well, here's the thing. They've already got Wonder Woman 2 slated. That shit's happening. Like, whether the DCEU falls apart or not, which is, you know, like, anyone's guess if it will or not, but that one is happening because Wonder Woman was such a success. Now, here's the thing. You realize you fucked up. And that (laughs) Wonder Woman kind of made it to where, like, why would she give up on humanity? That's why you got number two. Give her a reason in number two to walk the fuck away. And then... And then realize she needed to go back. Yeah, because they say, like, a hundred years... Like, they they make the statement about, like, you abandoned us for a hundred years or something like that. Okay, maybe the number doesn't add up after number two. Like, maybe you you fast-forward number two a little bit, something happens, now maybe it's, like, 70 years. Fuck it, I can handle that. But not, like... There's this whole scene, this entire fucking scene that we made a big deal about in BBS, didn't happen. <laughs> like, big retcons like that, that's what, like... Well, it works in comics. It doesn't work, like, well, it barely works in comics. Right. It barely works in comics. It doesn't work in fucking movies that we wait three years for. Right. You know? <clears throat> yeah, it's just funny. You can get it without the mistakes, you know. You don't hear a lot of that kind of stuff from Marvel. Yeah. I don't think, yeah. like... No, well, no, no, no. Absolutely yeah. not. They find some way to fill the gap. Yeah. They find some, like, like, like even though you never it. saw it in a movie, yeah. one of the officials or one of the directors or yeah. whatever well, will come out and say, like, this is why. And we can take their word for it because they made it. Not only that, but we also get the, there's so many fucking Easter eggs in the Marvel movies. Oh, yeah. Like, something not adding up or them wanting to change something can just tie into this Easter egg. Like, you completely miss. Like, the, just go with what's already, you know, set in stone. It's out there. The only one why the Marvel not? MCU had, or why do I always say the Marvel MCU? Because the M in the, the Marvel, MCU. Marvel Cinematic Whatever. Universe. Marvel, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, DC, uh, DC Comics. Uh, D, uh, Detective Comics Comics. <laughs> like, or eight, eight so that's Machine. their mistake, not mine. But ATM machine <laughs> pin number. Uh, uh, yeah, so like the only one I think the MCU has is the Infinity Gauntlet in the first Thor movie. They're walking through that hallway artifacts, and there's the Infinity oh. Gauntlet with all the Infinity Stones in the yeah. background. Did it have the stones? In I it? think it has the stones. Because that's remember, how you. It's can been reckon, a while. That's how you recognize it. I think. Yeah, I can't remember. It's been a while since I've seen it in it. Yeah, so that's the only one I, I can think of there. Uh, and they have no, they've yet to explain it. I don't think they will because it doesn't make any fucking sense. But it was before they really, really well, knew that they had all this going on. Well, but here's the thing. In Thor 1, that was before, like, the big, like, prisoner outbreak thing happened. Yeah. And, you know, And I think Loki... the first Infinity Stone we saw was in Avengers, right? Uh, like, Stone Stone? Or, yeah. Well, because we know the Tesseract, the Tesseract was a yeah. stone. 
Um, that was the first time they were ever like, yeah, because like, the, this is the thing. Yeah, the Aether wasn't introduced until Thor two. Mm-hmm. But you'd think they also would have made more of a bigger deal about like, holy shit, someone fucked up in Asgard and all these stones went away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> somehow so, it all got separated. The uh, ice uh, giants they sneak into that little. Uh, yeah, but why area. wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they keep the calling? Right. Like, who would just separate the stones? Yeah, I don't know what this thing's for. Yeah, yeah it, they just they just chuck it. They in wanted a, a nice little background thing to get people talking, which makes sense because they didn't know that they were gonna get to Infinity War. Just yeah, and they they fucked up a little bit, but that's fine. That's so he, that's movies. a little glove in the background, and I like to forget about that glove. <laughs> the entire scene. That's how it is lately. You go, you end up start talking about some of the DC movies, but then you gotta talk about the Marvel. Yeah, well, that's because that's what the DC movies Sorry. are: is their attempt to be Marvel. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. So here recently, any of you who follow the Arrowverse. Uh, we recently got a big name drop. Was it last week's episode of Arrow? Uh, yeah. Well, two weeks ago. From no, the time you're what, like this. yeah. By the time they're hearing this, is two it, weeks it's ago. it's been a couple weeks. So spoilers, but it's two weeks now. So yeah, uh, get caught up. Uh, uh, skip ahead ten we, minutes. Or we something. actually <laughs> get a name drop of Bruce Wayne. Yeah, it was so. Cool. Ollie uh, is now being faced once again for like what the second or third time. I think this is of, the third or fourth yeah. of being outed as the Green Arrow, and he goes in front of the press and, and states that, "Well, you don't see Bruce Wayne, you know, outside of Gotham Station or like I can't remember exactly." No, no, how, no. He's saying, he he's, he's telling them that he's like uh, he's telling them that the. The photo is obviously photoshopped. He's like, if they had put Bruce Wayne's head on that, you know, you'd be talking about it. Is, has Bruce Wayne left Gotham to hang out in Star City? And then that was the whole yeah. thing, yeah. So that that was a big name drop. And we've been waiting for some names like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I recently did some digging, found an article that makes a lot of sense. Now, this isn't anything, like, confirmed by Berlanti or anything like that. But pretty much everything in this makes sense. Now, obviously, with that, we know Bruce Wayne is now officially 100% established in the Arrowverse. Yeah. He he exists. He exists. And, we'll, like, we kind of had that guarantee from The Flash. The, right. the newspaper clipping and well, shit. But, because yeah. uh, in, God, season one? one. Or, I want to say season one, one yeah. Uh, when Barry and them, they're in... Uh, Wells is like time room talking to Gideon. I don't, yeah, I don't remember what there's they call the it. the hologram of the newspaper and it says like Wayne Queen merger yeah. initiated or Which something. I hope they something eventually do on Arrow. Right. Yeah. One of the main reason why like we don't have Batman in Gotham and Superman and all this going on is because the timeline hasn't reached that point yet. What has happened is because in Flash when Eobard Thawne went back and killed Barry's mother, he moved now, up. Okay, now, now you should say, like, we should state, this is a fan. Right, this, this, this is, is not all fan Berlanti theory. official. Right. Yeah, he's not <laughs> confirming it. He hasn't denied it. But oh, he hasn't confirmed it. anyone's <laughs> asked him. <laughs> but what they put together is when Eobard went and killed Barry's mom, like, that put into motion Barry becoming the Flash sooner than he initially would have. So he gained his powers, became the Flash sooner, 
So the the newspaper with the like flash goes missing thing in that is slated mm. for twenty twenty four. So for all we know, the flash going missing could be him going missing with the Justice League. You know, there's nothing established as to why the flashes went missing there. I was gonna say something like, okay, so they're gonna end up meeting Doctor Manhattan, right? <laughs> <laughs> so basically, all these shows are gonna converge into Doomsday Clocks. <laughs> well, absolutely, hey, that's awesome, right? So Bruce Wayne's like a kid, and he you know. Up I was with... thinking about this recently because I had forgotten that Gotham was on Fox, and I was like, I can't wait till they do like a Flash crossover episode with Gotham. Gotham. And I was like, wait, shit. Three days uh, later, wait. like. Damn, but they can't. I, I know they can't. They will, but like, maybe Gotham will get canceled and picked up by the CW, <laughs> and they can use him hey, like they did. Let's make it happen. They did get, get it canceled. They did reach. <laughs> Hashtag cancel Gotham. <laughs> risk never getting it back. Uh, I mean, like, okay, because Supergirl was on a different network when they did their their crossover. Yeah, they were super cool about it. It wasn't Fox, but. Uh, uh, was was CBS, CBS or ABC, ABC, one of the two. Yeah, but yeah, ABC. and uh, and then they canceled Supergirl and, and uh, they picked it up. So yeah, I, like I could see them doing that with Gotham. I mean, Gotham though has had this very strict like no Batman thing. I don't know if it's like their finale or if W or Warner Brothers is like no like Batman's well, in the mood because. Because they made, yeah, there's yeah. another big thing about that is, yeah. like, yeah, we've gotten Superman, like, a few times yeah. in Supergirl, but they don't want Batman and Superman but, like, being big money makers It's cool, TV. it's Superman, he's not a big deal or anything. <laughs> like, right. Batman, but, you can't have him. But that's why we don't have, like, well, live made, action shows for the either. They, they told uh, fucking Arrow, stop it with Harley Quinn. They made him kill off fucking Deathstroke. Damn. All because of Deadshot. Uh, or Deadshot, just all because of the Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, the only one that hadn't been like, look, they're gonna be in the Justice League. Can't fucking do this. Which, the Flash, you know, with with the upcoming, he's not doing a whole. You're gonna lot have right to, you're gonna have to kill the Flash. You're gonna have to kill Barry Allen on uh, <laughs> the ship. Big and, Wally, the Flash. You know, with, with the upcoming yeah. Deathstroke movie, you know, who knows what's gonna happen with Manu Bennett and yeah. like, Arrow as Deathstroke. Exactly, but. You know, some of the other things that make sense, like, that proves that they're around, they just mm. haven't appeared yet, is, uh, you know, in one of the episodes where, in Arrow, where Felicity is wheelchair-bound, and she gains the name Overwatch, Ooh. Ollie makes the comment that I would have went with Oracle, but the name was already taken. And also, did you see... Uh, this past week's episode, this past no, season. not yet. Okay, she's trying to come up with names for her and uh, Curtis's startup, and one of the names up on the thing that's X'd out is Oracle. But then so that was a good one. We we also go into Legends of Tomorrow, which is also based on Earth One. Yeah, he states that the Berlantiverse. Yes. Yeah. He said he has seen Men of Steel die and Dark Knights fall. Now that can only mean one thing. He's seen Superman and Batman. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then, you know, we've had the drops of Metropolis, Gotham City. Like, mm -hmm. those have been brought up Just a, a little, times. like, nuggets for the fans, you know. Nothing substantial, but... And then uh, there was another one. one thing, but... Yeah, yeah. Just bringing up the fact that these places exist is nothing. But we, uh, at least we know they exist, yeah. Yeah. Uh, another location that was brought up on a, a screen scrolling through uh, in Legends of Tomorrow... 
you would have to be able to like pause it in like the few seconds that it's on screen. One of the locations listed is Arkham City. What is? Yeah, no way. Uh, scroll one of no, the locations okay. scrolling through Legend of Tomorrow was Arkham City. Because the only way Arkham City could happen is if there's already an established Batman. There's no logical conclusion because but, Batman makes all of his villains. So if these villains aren't around, but the thing and if these is, villains were around, why is the Flash and Arrow not getting involved with these fucking <laughs> villains who are terrorizing Gotham so much that they had to wall off a part of the city and call it Arkham? Fuck that part of the theory. But but think about it. If if the time frame is offset from how it should have been, and these shows are taking place before like them all. Which one up was Flashpoint though? Was that Flashpoint season three? Season what season are we in? I now? think that four? We're, we're in four. I think that was season three. Oh did no, really that was that? season. Was it season two? Two. Oh, I'm that's right. Sure. Huh. I had just read it, and I I won't watch the first season. That's pretty. I didn't know that they did Flashpoint. Yeah, yeah. Flashpoint is season two. Like uh, they they kind of squandered it away. But yeah, they, it, they it kind of, fixed a lot of things for them. Um, I mean, if yeah, so, been thinking about but that. with it being <laughs> yeah. like on a screen in Legends of Tomorrow, yeah. there there's no set time. Oh, when it was Legend. Okay, yeah, it was, it was Legends. in Legends of Tomorrow. Right. So, so that's all right. That makes sense. And then you know, again, the article goes on to explain that the reason for a lot of this is because of. Eobar Thawne making Barry Allen the Flash yeah. sooner than he initially and then, would have I been. mean, you also have to think about all the like time traveling that goes on in Legends that fucks with the timeline pretty much. Yeah, so, like even though by the end of the season they've still pretty much fixed everything <laughs> to the way it's supposed to be, and I use air quotes on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. With this article, it it makes sense when you sit and think about it. And I thought that this, it was really well presented. It it's, all makes sense. Like, y- you can sit and think about it. It's like, well, that makes sense. That's understandable. It's a yeah, cool I get that. fan theory, but at the same time, like, unless we get anything official from pretty much Berlant, like, even if, like, representative from the CW makes an announcement, I won't trust that as much as if Greg Berlanti comes out and he's like, look, here's how it is. The the simple fact of it is they got to use the name, but they're not allowed to use the character. Like right. that's the that's the well, really reason. That's what we're getting with a lot of things in the Arrowverse, though, because you know we've gotten Hal Jordan. Yeah, we we've gotten the Justice League wasn't officially mentioned, and there's also a possibility like maybe they're waiting, like maybe they're like now's not the time for Batman. Like we've got the okay, maybe they've gotten the okay, and they're just like let's wait for the best time. And, I mean, like I said, Gotham, like, I can see Batman being their finale. Like, maybe the last Took two or three. 12 seasons to get to the Superman suit, right? Uh, Ten, but yeah. Ten, and it yeah. was the last episode. Oh, yeah. And he, you never see him un-CG'd in the oh, actual right. full suit. You only <laughs> ever see him live action doing the, like, shirt and rip then and that's the like, there, yeah. <laughs> And, yeah, that's probably what they're going to wait is, like, yeah. the perfect time to give you some cold yeah. chills, you know? Yeah, like, Gotham, oh. Gotham, I fully see Batman being the finale of that show, but uh, the Berlantiverse, I feel like they're just, like, they're waiting. And guys, I think that's a good time to bring us into uh, the thing that brought us all to the table, and that's the books that all this nerd news is based on, the comic books. 
Books, books, what are those? <laughs> ah, it's just some fucking dorks like it's, to read this. Is them them there funny books that we're, the kids all get hey, at the newsstand? So this hey, week, bro, we're all too too busy like <laughs> hanging out with the girls and our Ferraris. Like I don't know. Again, I don't know who I'm shitting on. <laughs> I think I'm shitting on the jocks. I think he's a little more focused no, this time. That was that was more of like an Ethan kind of persona. But uh, but jocks read comics now too. Like. Comics are universally accepted. Where's the line anymore? God damn it. Where's the segregation I grew up to know and love? What the hell? (laughs) Jocks and cheerleaders don't read comic books. (laughs) Anyways, all right, Trav, uh, you're going to go ahead and start us out here because you didn't uh, really read anything for this episode. No, so uh, this week I brought a strip of Dilbert. (laughs) <laughs> one single strip. Yeah, this one got me pretty good. And uh, yeah. I don't know about Garfield, but uh, I hear he doesn't like Monday, so that should be pretty cool. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I've been so busy just reading stuff that I'm not going to talk about. Because it's uh, I, I read The Watchmen, and yeah, I read yeah. two books for yeah, uh, Deadly uh, Class. Stuff I feel like you guys probably heard. Yeah, we've covered on. The devil, Deadly Class, and so we're all going to talk about rebirth but maybe before doomsday clock gets started right yeah so i mean there's, there's a time and place for those books I, right this past week i went to uh ollie's in new boston and i found a uh oh it's a superman unchained number nine blank variant and it was on the front of the pack and uh you can't see what's in the rest of it so uh i went ahead and was bought it, it like 10 books in all yeah 10 yeah. books for six dollars yeah at like, ollie's yeah those Aren't cool. bad deals. They used to be kind of crappy because they what they used to do was they would put two like a Marvel or a DC book on the outsides yeah. and then they'd like chalk it full of like crappy books. And like yeah. you have to look at the spines on the other sides to see like sure are like these cool. brown pages? Oh. Are they like? Yeah, right. Is it ripped in half? It's like, gotten better though. This Walmart basement. You know? Walmart started putting out their packs of like like oh, newer really? books. Like, yeah, it's like five I bucks. Know, and you only get any. like three books, but it's still in our idea given how new they are. That ain't too bad. Uh, I didn't know they even had any. Well, I went ahead and bought it because of the blank variant, so I can draw on it or whatever. <clears throat> and uh, I opened it up, and then there was another uh, blank variant of Multiversity. Yeah, which, which I don't, is, like, we don't know shit. Did you ever read any of that? No. Yeah, I, <laughs> I hear it's uh, trippy as fuck. Right? Yeah, uh, I was so happy to oh, see another blank. Oh, yours is number one, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I was so happy to see another blank variant. I was like, oh, awesome. And then I started flipping through the pages, and there's Captain Carrot and all kinds of people. I'm like, wait. So I started reading uh, the synopsis for it. I haven't actually read the book yet, but apparently out of the 52 alternate universes or whatever, I think it's Superman from, like, Earth 28 or something. It's hard to keep track of because I haven't actually read him. I think uh, that, uh, you're talking about the black Superman. Right? Yeah, and he's president. Yeah, he's from uh, Universe 23. He's the president and all this. And or no, it's <clears> Earth 2. Actually, President Superman of Earth 23. Oh, okay. No, I was right the first time. Never mind. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I questioned right. him. But he was part of both. Uh, you're right. um, he was part of World's End and he was part of Convergence. He, he uncovers a threat to all reality and uh, he has to get a hold of Different characters, you know, across the multiverse. Yeah, he's a to... really like enlightened Superman. He, yeah, he brings he's in got a lot of shit under his belt. I uh, this is the first time I'm seeing him, but uh, apparently this book's bringing in um, like for the they have to get together a team to fight this oncoming threat that he senses. I, I, I don't what know what to call it. it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Some sort of league. Smorgasbord of heroes. <laughs> yeah. But it's got like Super Demon, Doc Fate, uh, Super Sons, a uh, couple different people uh, that I've never heard of. But so it seems awesome. Uh, and one I did read was uh, The Flash 33. I can't really tell you exactly what it was because I read so many, but it's. It's uh, not one you can just jump in on. Uh, now, this like, is from have to... the New 52, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. yeah uh, actually, uh, all the, all yeah, the I don't comics think that were in it was all is... New 52. Yeah. Some other ones I'm not going to talk about because I, uh, I have no interest in them, really. Aquaman and others. I mean, I'll probably end up reading it. But when the when the uh, when the other when your side characters in the book are not interesting enough to and call anything others. but the others, <laughs> right? Who gives a fuck, right? <laughs> Unless you're a huge Aquaman fan, right? I don't I even recognize the two other characters on the cover. But uh, I also got Grayson. Might be trading off to you here soon, Earl. Because I, I mean, I have no idea where to jump in on that either. But it is one of the more interesting ones I got. I have the first <clears throat> tray I could throw at you. Yeah, and it sounds it's, pretty we're cool. checking out. Yeah, it's, it's Dick Grayson as a secret agent. So and then <laughs> Justice League uh, number thirty-two, uh, and then one, another one that I did read, uh, Secret Six. And I, I breezed through that one real quick. And now, this one was number one, so you could actually start that yeah, one. Yeah, it seems like I'm more uh, likely to pick up the ones that have number one, like the multiversity that I got and stuff. But Secret Six, uh, this guy gets arrested, or yeah, he gets captured by some agents, wakes up, and he's in a room with five other people. And they all find out like that they all have like either superpowers or certain traits. Like, one woman is like, some crazy witch-looking ventriloquist lady. She pulls out a, like, ventriloquist dummy at the end. But the whole time, these six people with interesting backgrounds and dangerous, you know, traits are in this room. They're getting commands and rules over the, like, intercom. And they're supposed to be finding, figuring out a puzzle, basically. And it, it's kind of like a Saw situation or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the Saw uh, with superpowers, like, nobody's going to die in this room. As yeah, far as play I'd like to... Like to follow the uh, Theodore Vincent Herman method and go with the five comic, uh, the five comic method maybe, and uh, follow up like <laughs> yeah, 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 give it five and then I know go. yeah, I know what you're talking about there yeah. Uh, anytime I'm posed with something new like something <laughs> unfamiliar even, uh, I whether it's a show or a comic I'll give it five issues or five episodes and if it doesn't grab me if it doesn't have me hooked, Agents of Shield being yeah. the exception. Well, eventually, like I gave up on that one pretty quick. Yeah. But uh, eventually, as I saw more shit happening, and I think it was like halfway through season two, I was like, okay, maybe it's ready for another visit. And that one takes ten episodes it just does. to give a shit about. It. <laughs> it's yeah. ten episodes of character. And wait a minute, isn't that an hour long show? It takes ten like hours to like that show. <laughs> yeah, it's like. If you're not using commercials, it's like the 42, 46 minute mark. <laughs> I think that's just because of how presumptuous it came off in the beginning. Yeah. But it was Marvel's first show in the MCU. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. All right. So Odo, let's uh, because I've got I got the big boy. Oh, so okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna like I'm gonna main event this shit with my my last. Book. I did have a something that I'm actually reading. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jumping the gun, man. Oops. God. These, this man. little pack, I just read a couple when I bought them. Super excited, so I went through some of them. I should have thought, like, why didn't you talk about that? Like, yeah, uh, <laughs> after I burned through the 450-page Watchmen and two books of uh, Deadly Class, finally wanted to get to another one of my big ones. Yeah, and, you've been talking about starting uh, this one. Yeah, Fight Club 2 by Did you want to read all of it? Uh, no, no, I haven't. Oh, okay. I actually just started it, and I'm still in the first issue, but I can tell you what it's about. 
It takes place ten years after the movie, and the main character, the narrator, apparently they've given him a name, I think, in the comic, which is Sebastian. And that's a nod Yeah, because we never find out his name in the movie. Yeah, they, we only ever know him as Tyler Durden, which is a separate personality. Yeah, he gives uh, random names on his name tag in the movie, yeah. uh, like at all the different meetings and stuff, which I have the book. Fight Club. <laughs> I have Fight Club 1. The novelization. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I, I'm thinking I need to read that first because there's some differences between the movie and the book. Like, they actually kill people in the book and stuff and it's all kinds of, like, little things like that. And Fight Club 2 takes place 10 years later and Sebastian and Marla Singer are married and they have a kid. Holy and they're, shit. like, living a holy, like, or, like, a totally mundane, like, He's working a regular job again. Basically Suburban how it life. starts. Yeah. yeah, basically yeah. how it starts for huh. him in the movie. You know, the first one. But I guess near the end of uh, the first issue, Marla's trying to get Tyler Durden to come back out in him so she can have an affair with Tyler Durden. Oh yeah, she's one. <laughs> she's one like of Tyler. Week, that sounds like a weak start in, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot more to it. I haven't actually finished yeah. the first uh, issue or any of it, but I do plan on making it all the way through this and then afterwards i'm actually probably like we were talking about um musicians and comic books i'm probably going to be hitting up a lot of jarred way comics soon yeah because uh, i'm wanting to read all of the umbrella academy and i'm wanting to start doom patrol i've heard great things about umbrella oh, yeah. academy and yeah which doom patrol i guess it's the most recent one i think uh Another thing that he did uh i know a lot of the music they have video, their own comic book well uh <laughs> It's the like fabulous, the wrestling comic books. It's like, what? Michael McRomance's album, uh, Fabulous Killjoys. I guess that the if if you watch the music videos in like an order, it's uh, kind of like a story. And it's yeah. this whole story that Jarway came up with, I'd say. And he put it into a uh, comic book form. So there's like, I, I guess either a one-shot or like a four-part story that my, uh, my friend was telling me about. And uh, I'm, I'm just going to check it out. Like, yeah. I'd also like to get my hands on that Spider-Man that the uh, whole, he did. That's the whole reason I'm I'm going to be reading Moon Knight is because Max Bemis is writing. Oh, right. So, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. Say Anything lead singer is going to be writing that book. So I'm like, cool, I'm in. All right, so. so that's where I'm at, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> now we're going to go across the line, <laughs> Odell. All right, so if you guys have been tuning in, uh, you know that I'm doing this saying something old, something new, something borrowed. So this week we gotta we gotta figure out a way to get something (laughs) blue in there, like whatever that means, like one issue (laughs) of Spider-Man Blue each episode. (laughs) Blue, Spider-Man. Get a rhyme going, jeez, God. We're gonna have to really dig to find comics with the word blue in them. The blue beetle. I'm sure they're out there. What, you know, the blue blue the entire, yeah, start from like the very first blue beetle <laughs> all the way up to the end. One heads. issue of Blue Beetle each episode. Oh, God. Hey, like that gives the show longevity. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> all right. So my, my something old is actually like we're we're going back into the 80s with this one. Usagi Yojimbo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of people recognize him as a character from the Ninja Turtles show, comic, all that. He had his own comic run. And it's it's all in black and white. Yeah, was this also Eastman and Laird? No, this is Stan Sakai. Okay. I didn't know if he was also a creation of theirs and that's why they crossed over and shit. No. Um this was Originally released through Fantagraphic. I can't remember who. Oh wow! Not even the same company. No shit. So yeah, that was back when like (laughs) multi-company merger comic book things were were fine. No big deal. Mm -hmm. 
Now it's like, we hate you, DC. Yeah, we hate you too, Marvel. Actually, they don't. I know. Yes. <laughs> but we don't get those crossovers anymore. Nah, yeah. because they own everything but Image and... Dynamite. Dynamite. Yeah. Dynamite will cross over whatever the fuck you want, man. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm waiting for. Army of Darkness versus like, Aeneas. You want Powerpuff Girls and Fight Club? Let's do it. Right? Oh, shit. We'll oh, my God. Shit. And it'll be amazing. That, like, bubbles in a basement just oh, beating the shit God. out of people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they would corrupt the most innocent one. Hey, okay. give it time. So, <laughs> so okay. Normally, I'm, I'm not one for black and white comics. Like, walking I, even Walking Dead, really like, walking I, I have a hard time trying what? to get through anything Walking Dead. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I can appreciate the artist penciling and, and inking and all that. Like, I have an appreciation for that. But just getting through something that's just black and white, yeah. nothing. Is it really... the same with movies for you? Yeah, like, I have oh, wow. a hard time watching some Yeah, I think that's what movies. it is for me, like, because uh, I don't give it, like, I love old black and white, but one of my favorite movies, like, top ten favorite movies is Metropolis, which is a silent film from 1927. It was surprisingly easy for me to start reading this. I don't know if it's because, like, the books, it's easier in my hand, there's less to take in. Maybe it's the nostalgia page. of the character. It could be yeah. that, too. Like, okay, Usagi Yojimbo, he's he's a mercenary for hire. And it becomes very clear through this, he's for hire. If you oh, wow. if you if you're not gonna pay him, he doesn't care nearly as much. He's like dead dead shot. Or not dead shot, but death stroke. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. like like he he still has a conscience. He still cares about things going on. Oh, so on. more like Deadshot then. But you know, Which, is this Deadshot or Deathstroke? What are we talking about? <laughs> this is Deadstroke. Deadstroke. There you go. <laughs> Deathshot. You really go either way with that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, there's one issue where, like, and this is in the first old trade of this, where he walks into a tavern, orders some noodles and a drink, and a, a Rhino. Now, keep in mind, Usagi is a rabbit. These are all animals. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> a, a rhino starts telling him, like, hey, there's this gang of bandits that got away from me the other day. If you help me uh, take them out and kill the two brothers, I'll give you half of the of the earnings from it. He's like, Usagi's like, I'm not interested. He's like, fine. I'll hire you as my bodyguard for it then. So, like, there's a banter between <laughs> why does a rhinoceros bounty hunter need a bodyguard but he does it anyway, and they go through, <laughs> and, like, the art is actually kind of cool. Like, it's yeah. hard to keep track of what's going on Damn, sometimes. I, unlike the Ninja Well, that's probably because it's black and white, but yeah. I see what you mean in this panel. But, yeah, unlike the Ninja Turtles, who, like, their their art was kind of weird in the beginning. Yeah, and, like, getting uh, used yeah. to Eastman's uh, art. The old school. Yeah, yeah, that was, that's a chain. This is nothing <laughs> like that. But, like, I mean, this really comes across, like, this would translate really well into just a cartoon. But, I mean, so he goes, he helps the guy, he gets paid, but then the guy set him up to have to pay off his bar tab, which was the amount that he gave Usagi. There's there's all kinds of, like, little things. The art I have actually found is detailed enough to enjoy while being black and white, but... Okay. Like I said, the one panel, like, it's hard to tell who he's cut, who's and now cutting he, in. Like, like, they do show him in that panel. He's, like, jumping around. Like, 
yeah. there are multiple Usagis in that panel because he's like making his way to the pattern, like how did this happen? That yeah. panel is actually <laughs> the very first Where's Waldo panel. You're actually only supposed and to be like Waldo. Well, it was actually it was the, if they're bad because it's the only panel that has color in it because it's you know red and white. <laughs> it didn't go over so well. That's why it was actually kind of easy. Waldo after that was in color. Yeah, try, try read the, the black and white Waldos. Yeah, <laughs> those were assholes. You know what? That's a challenge. I take that challenge. <laughs> but Fine, you Waldo know, was black and white. It, oh, it was, it's it's fun and like these are highly sought after. The stories are fun. Yeah, you don't really need the last issue to read an issue and it, like. They vaguely tie in together. Like, he's just walking. Mm-hmm. He's going places. That's all he's doing. And that's the only way these are tied it's together. It's a really classic yeah. story, yeah. So, Except for this one just happens to have a samurai rabbit. Yeah. So. so, I mean, if you like samurais, if you like rabbits, if you like other animals being cut in half by the rabbit. And the chosen one walked. <laughs> Sometimes drove. <laughs> Yeah, check out the commentary Coke Power and this. Yeah, check it out, guys. My uh, something new. We're uh, we're jumping into the Marvel Legacy now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With the renumbering for Iron Fist. All just got started. A couple yeah. weeks ago. So you know, Iron Fist always been one of my favorite characters, and I've really been enjoying uh, Brisson's run on Iron Fist. He got duped into going to this island for a tournament. Like, he's been losing his chi throughout the course of this quote-unquote tournament, which was basically just a ploy to try to kill him to take his chi for these people to try to overtake Kun Lun. Like, 90% of the time, it's always people just trying to take his fucking chi, isn't it? Like, they're trying to take his chi. <laughs> Someone's trying to, like, overthrow Kun Lun, something like that. In the issue before this, Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu, shows up yeah. as Danny's on his way back from the island. Who just got his own book in, in Legacy as well, didn't he? Uh, yeah. Did he? Yeah, I've seen the advertisements. Oh, awesome. Yeah. But Shang-Chi, the one person that can give Danny Rand a run for his money in just like a straight one-on-one Kung Fu fight, gets mind-controlled. Oh, shit. But in, in this issue... Uh, this starts the, the new arc. This is Sabretooth Round 2, Part 1. Danny is now, like, back in town. The The people on the island, there was one guy who was, like, working behind the scenes trying to manipulate people. Well, he got outed because Danny beat the shit out of him. Like, okay. tried to frame Danny, get him killed on the island, everything. So he's been in a in a cell on the island awaiting his trial. Uh, his two cohorts come and free him. He takes the one guy's chi and basically just neutralizes and kills him. So they're getting ready to head to the States to still try to kill Danny. Danny finally makes his way back to his apartment. And I thought this was really cool. This is what actually sparked me to finish reading uh, Iron Fist the Living Weapon by Kari Andrews. Apparently, Shao Lao is now just in Danny Rand's apartment. Yeah, because I saw that. At first, I thought, Devil Dinosaur? And I was like, wait, wait a minute. Wings. What yeah. the fuck? No, that, that is Shao Lao. Holy shit. Uh, he, he even, like, walks in and talks to him. He's like, because when he the elevator opens into his, like, top floor penthouse apartment, like, you get one of the sound effects. Whoa. 
He's like, hey, I'm not happy about keeping you cooped up in a cage in my home either, all right? You know how much it costs to build a secret dragon den inside my (laughs) condo? He's like, and not to mention your food. The soundproofing alone costs me millions. Yeah. Like, goes on the top. He's got an entire cow there. A live yeah. fucking cow. He's about like, to feed that dragon. And then he looks, he's like, your poor food. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, he goes on to mention, like, it's Stark Tech uh, for the dragon encasement and all that. So, like, after the big fight with Shang-Chi and all the, the, the saints, I think is what it was called, or the seers, minions... Uh, he re- he needs to get home and use the book of the Iron Fist to rejuvenize himself, heal himself up, because all those secrets are in that book. Yeah. Well, someone has made their way through all of Danny's security and everything else and stolen the book. Danny's response is, crap! <laughs> So through the book, we find Danny goes to a dive bar and approaches someone. He's like, you're the only person I know that can help me with this. And the guy just keeps refusing to help. Refuse, like, go away. Now i got to find a new bar, like a new dive, all this and that. Turns out it's Sabretooth, who, like, he and Danny have had, like, a long history of running into each other, fighting, and Danny always winning. And Danny's like... Lives are on the line. You're the only one who might have an insight on who did this. And Sabres is like, I've been waiting for you to lay a hand on me. And they just go at it in this bar. Yeah, because he's kind of like an anti-hero now. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's... I got that from... Uh, and this is probably like a year or two ago. But uh, the Deadpool... When I was reading Deadpool... Yeah. About a year ago, yeah. When they were doing the Deadpool 2099 stuff and stuff. He popped oh, yeah. up in that book. I got that feeling from him. he's but, not a bad guy anymore he's just like he's just there yeah he's there he's, like, kind he's of trying to here. avoid everything now yeah sounds like wolverine but yeah kind of yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. i think wolverine's a little more gung-ho like a little more like getting himself oh, into yeah. the mix Very than true. that but a lot of the time yeah wolverine's just like guys fuck off <laughs> like for real yeah and so, then he can't fuck off any longer <laughs> <laughs> but they're fighting in this bar like, they're just tearing shit up. The barkeep's like, I don't got insurance for this sort of bull crap. So Danny just stops mid-fight. He's Marvel like, Comics. I'm Here's sorry. talk about insurance. Right. <laughs> well, the, there's the whole paybacks. Or not paybacks. Uh, what, what are their name? The insurance company that takes care of all this? Oh, there is an insurance yeah. company. Actually, all right, we don't have time anyway, for all that. <laughs> so Danny just stops mid-fight. He's like, I'm sorry, figure something like this has happened. How much do I owe you? And then, like, Sabretooth throws him into something else. He's like, you're going to want to run a tab. We're going to be here a while. Hmm. You know, we have the guys from the island who are on their way to the shore. One of the minions is eating the guards on the ship. Shit. Yeah, uh, he's the, the rat of 12 plagues. And his chi poisons people. Leave it to fucking Iron Fist. Always oh, somebody like that. But yeah, he, he spiders, straight up rat of twelve legs. He he straight up in the ship eating the guards. Yeah. He's like, what? I'm hungry. It must be satisfied. Eventually, when uh, we pan back to the bar, Danny shows Sabretooth the picture of who they need to go after. Uh, Sabretooth's lot, like, just stops dead in his tracks. 
fill me up, pretty boy. We're going to be here a while. So, like, they get, like, two or three bottles of scotch and start drinking and talking things out now. <laughs> and uh, it turns out that the villain they're trying to track is the Constrictor, which, to my understanding, was also a nemesis of Sabretooth, but the Constrictor is who stole the Book of the Iron Fist from yeah. Danny's apartment. So and that's a team-up coming up. Uh-oh. But the cover for the next one looks cool. It's uh, Sabretooth and Danny back-to-back in the streets fighting. It's a pretty cool cover. So I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. Yeah. Like, sounds all right. It, sounds right up Iron Fist Alley. And then uh, my something borrowed. I borrowed uh, Gotham by Gaslight off of Bob a little while back, and yep. I finally got around to reading it. You're going to leave then, that here? Because <laughs> I want to read that shit. And uh, it's, it's basically just all like... You can't really call it an Elseworld, but you can. It like, was it's... the first, I think. Was it? Yeah, I think it was one of the first Elseworlds books. Huh. Yeah. Because it's not, like, labeled an Elseworld. But it, well, it's... not this copy. This copy was uh, this from is like Wild. I think, yeah, like, New 52 was going on at the time yeah, like, you... that this was released. I think. You can tell by the spine. Yeah, yeah, but basically it's like, what if Bruce Wayne became Batman back in the 1800s? And and who's his villain? Jack the Ripper. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, like, Bruce Wayne spends some time in London learning how to be a detective from the best and all this and that. Comes back to the States, you know. Don't don't give away, like... Yeah. Because so, like, I haven't read it. But, so, like, <laughs> like, the suit is really cool. Like, the reveal and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, there's... Like Harvey Dent, Alfred. Uh, oh yeah, Selena Kyle is reimagined in the thing. Yeah, she's like, uh, like a what a I don't think she was in the, the first issue. She, yeah. like, cause there, she's there's, in there. There's though, two yeah. issues in here, but she works with the prostitutes. So, yeah, yeah. So like it, it's really cool. Yeah, uh, a, re- a really cool magic, and I've always liked the Elseworlds stories, and they're this is kind a of starting to bring them back. Yeah, this is a prime example. I have one called. Um, Cal, which is what if Superman landed to Earth in the Middle Ages in in the like uh, oh yeah, medieval times and knights and dragons and shit and uh, that's a really cool one too yeah that's an Elseworlds <laughs> and now this has me wanting to go back and read the uh, the Marvel sixteen oh nine or sixteen oh two. 1602. Yeah, I, I have the, I think, the trade of just yeah. the main story for that. Like, most of their yeah. names are just, like, fiddled a little bit to meet the, like, the time yeah. and yeah. everything. It's pretty, it's pretty So, neat. like, reading this has me actually kind of wanting to go and push through that again. So, yeah. that may be my something old next And they time. also had an old uh, a noir series. Yeah, they, they had they the old all Spider-Man noir. They had Spider-Man, uh, Wolverine, uh, Daredevil, I think, had one. Yeah, Daredevil yeah, noir. Yeah, so... Uh, I think there's actually... There's a few of them. There's a col- uh, collected edition that has all of the noir in there. I think there was even a Luke Cage noir. Uh, so, obviously, Spider-Man noir was the most popular. Yeah. But- yeah, What's the the suit from that Spider-Man noir. Oh, yeah. And Gotham by Gaslight is uh, they got a movie coming up, an animated film. Really? Yeah, you didn't. We covered that phone book. Yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. Because one thing that I didn't notice, Mike Mignola, yeah, creator of Hellboy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, he is. So and we mentioned that. In a and, and the so. thing is, like, once I started looking at the art, like, I realized I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. 
So yeah, like if if you're into the the Elseworld type stuff, or you're into like alternate timeline stories, yeah, just like if you're like, oh, okay, we get it, Batman, Batman. This like, is a different Batman. This is really cool stuff to get into. So check out the Elseworld stuff. All right, guys. So I'm gonna go ahead and uh, start out here with another legacy book. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man just went through their renumbering, and uh, this is Amazing Spider-Man number seven eighty nine. Spider-Man has pretty much put it all on the line. In order to stop Dr. Octopus from taking over Parker Industries, he had to sacrifice it. And so now, Peter Parker is no longer a billionaire. He is no longer everyone's favorite person because he created, like, he pretty much created the iPhone of the Marvel Universe and everyone was using his <laughs> shit. So when this company fell, a lot of shit fell. We pick up, and he is living on Mockingbird's couch. Now, didn't even have his own place. He's living on Mockingbird's couch, who is giving him shit about how he hasn't moved off of the couch forever, blah, blah, blah. You could do these choices. You know, the classic, like, hey, you know, you're living here. You could do something, roommates type banter and whatnot. And, uh,. He ends up buying this time with, uh, you know, trying to watch TV, but all anyone's talking about is how he fucked up. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to read the newspaper. He notices that something's been clipped out of it. He's like, you know, it's fine. Probably about me anyways, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Like, I've got such a great roommate. Like, what a great friend who, like, spared me from reading that in the newspaper. And he goes to get something out of the fridge, and he notices that everything is labeled Bobby, who is my, a mockingbird. Uh, when he closes the fridge, that cutout news article is on the front <laughs> of the fridge. So he decides he's going to get out of the apartment. And where else does he go but the Daily Bugle, who wrote the article. And he decides he's going to go yell at the editor, who pretty much puts him in his place. He's like, no, like, okay, I'm a fucking journalist. Blah, blah, blah. You did this, this, and this. Like, this is why you fucked up. Like, this is why we didn't show the other side, you know? And Parker backs in, like, you know what, you're right. Like, fuck, I really did fuck up. He gets out into the street and people start recognizing him and stuff. And, and before you know it, a mob ensues. And they're fucking after Parker, who has to duck into an alley. So he finally gets back home. And Bobby comes back home after her day of work. And notices he's off the couch again. He hasn't done anything. And they just talked about him doing the laundry. He didn't even do that. So, she throws him his Spider-Man suit, and they get the fuck out of the house. They go patrolling, and they see the Griffin, a.k.a. Johnny Horton, which it says right here in this panel, <laughs> um, who is robbing an empanada truck. They confront me, he's like, you know what, Like before I was like working for this guy and that guy, stealing this money and that money just to get these things, and I realized, why not just take the things directly? Skip the middleman. Uh, all the while, people are fucking yelling at Spider-Man because Spider-Man, up to this point, was Peter Parker's like bodyguard. You know, because that was how he he kept his secret identity. Is like I'm Peter Parker, and Spider-Man's my bodyguard. So Spider-Man could just show up at any moment during a Parker thing if he needed to. <laughs> uh, so people are fucking yelling at him. They're like, uh, they're I mean, they're even yelling at him about like other stuff like you know you did this and like who's gonna pay for that and all that type of stuff 
So the Griffin is about to destroy this Infinata truck to try and, like, crush mm-hmm. Parker, but, like, the one thing it seems that Spider-Man wants to do here is save this fucking Infinata truck. <laughs> so he does. They eventually beat the Griffin. He he prevents this truck from being destroyed, and the guy is thanking him, and Mockingbird tells the crowd off, and, like, before you know it, everyone's now chanting Spider-Man. So Spider-Man's back in popularity, at least, well, at least with this crowd. So. For a minute. And by the end, he realizes, holy crap, you really did. You just brought me out of my funk. Like, Peter Parker sucks, but Spider-Man's awesome. Like, so if I can't be Peter Parker successfully, why not just be Spider-Man? They start making out, and that's how the book ends. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So this is a really cool re-entry into Spider-Man. We're going into Legacy, where a lot of books, um, some of the books are, like, off to a new start. Some of the books are switching teams. Books like um, like Iron Fist that you just did are just continuing from where, you know, before Legacy like, even really started. Like, well, Iron Fist, like, they're continuing, but they're bringing back some really classic elements. Yeah, but, I mean, it's still, then, like, it's just like, okay, well, this is all the stuff that... Well, okay, no, you know, that's a good point, because that's exactly what I was about to say about this book. Yeah. It's because now we don't have billionaire Peter Parker. We have down on classic. his luck, everyone hates me fucking... Spider-Man, which is what I loved about Spectacular Spider-Man, the book, was like yeah. they were getting back to basics. This was a really good uh, entry into Marvel Legacy, and I'm, I'm super excited to continue uh, reading this. And another thing I should note, and I noticed this in the back of the Iron Fist book, they seem to be doing these, like, reintroductions to the characters. Yeah, I noticed like, that. These, like, like three-page origin story Right after the ending of the actual book, uh, it looks like classic artwork as well. Like, yeah, it it really brings an old school feel mm-hmm. there at the end of the book. Totally unnecessary. Like, yeah. I mean, if this is your first time reading Spider Man, you're gonna be fucking lost at the beginning of this book. But <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, fine. Legacy is the title of this like new rebirth initiative that Marvel, Marvel always trying to. To keep up with DC, and in the movies, DC always trying to keep up with Marvel. So, <laughs> uh, But that brings me to the big boy of this podcast, the uh, piece de resistance, if you will. <laughs> the uh, creme de la creme and the ultimate uh, comic book nerd cred that I can now claim. And this book is Action Comics number one from 1938. This is the uh, Loot Crate a, a reprint. Yeah. So, mint year. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is the uh, Loot Crate reprint edition, and the cool thing I've been noticing about this is that, and even to a fault in some of these stories, it is a word-for-word, page-for-page, fucking advertisement-for-advertisement <laughs> reprint of the 1938 comic. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much holding the exact same comic people were holding on that day. But yeah, this is the first appearance of Superman, and uh, this is where we get his... Like, real quick origin story in the beginning. Now, the thing that happens throughout the Superman story is not just one thing. It's, just, it's really just him, like, running in and out of situations. Like, stopping this bad guy, stopping that guy, bad guy. Think about any, like, Superman serial or those, like, old VHS Superman video cartoons. Like a that, Like, yeah, we've all seen them, like, a million <laughs> times. It is exactly like that. It's a cat. goes and stops the Right, yeah. And like in the Indian... That is a fucking breeze. The the (laughs) image from the the front of the book here is a a panel where he stops this runaway car. 
and uh, then he then he tracks down the guy who caused it to to run away and all that. And then like it ends off as like read the next sensational Superman story. That's that stuff. <laughs> but that's here's the thing about Action Comics number one that most people don't get, and I think not maybe not a lot of people know about these days. That is not the only story here. This is not a Superman book. This is the first appearance of Superman because this has yeah. a ton of other stories, like a cowboy story called Chuck Dawson. This is actually the first appearance of Zatara, who is Zatanna. That's her father. Yeah. This is the first appearance of him, and that was actually probably the second best story in this whole thing. Maybe a little <laughs> more cohesive than the Superman one. Okay. Uh, there, are, there are all sorts of... There's a boxer story in here. There's this hilarious little uh, Sticky Mitt Stinson book about this thief. Classic just, Sticky Mitts. <laughs> classic <laughs> Sticky Mitt. He, this, it's about this thief who's like, it starts out, he's stealing apples, and the whole rest of the comic, he's outrunning this policeman. Slapstick. Like, then he gets confused for another guy because he puts on this fake outfit, and then it turns out this other guy looks exactly like that, so they end up stopping the other guy, and he gets away. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's pretty great. Uh, the Adventures of Marco Polo. Uh, oh, Pep Morgan is the boxing story. I love that that name, and it's such a cheesy, terrible. Yeah, Pep Morgan. <laughs> it's just a terrible little thing. Scoop Scanlon, uh, five star reporter, like all sorts of stuff in this, and uh, it's Thompson. It's a it's a great little story. Seriously, if you want to understand like the progression of comics, this is one for anyone who owns it to read. Like I know a lot of people get loot crate. And this is probably just sat amongst their comics or just sat on a shelf or something. Pick it up. Check it out. I mean, like, if nothing else, you get the nerd cred. You get to say, yeah, Red Action Comics number one. Well, uh, you can even pick this up from the Loot Crate vault store yeah. for, like, anywhere from, like, three to seven to ten bucks, depending yeah. on their sale. They always any, have a sale. There are any number of reproductions of this book. I have oh, yeah. one from the mid-1970s on my wall framed, because I yeah. loved how, how it looked framed. It's big. It's big as shit. Like, it's, it's magazine bigger than size. A, no, it's bigger than, like, it's, it's like, a, double magazine <laughs> Like, this one, though, no, this one is, like, that's an oversized. Yeah, this is an oversized issue. Like, I would never actually, that's why I hadn't read it until now, because I would never actually practically sit down with that copy and read yeah. it. Yeah, no. we looked it up, and uh, it can go for, like, a little bit of money, wouldn't it? That one? No, that, uh, well, the in the condition that it was one, in, the one yeah. I have is worth, like, three bucks, but I think at most it's, like, $25, Oh, okay. I say, yeah, that's like, not a good Really good condition, yeah. maybe 30 Yeah, bucks. I think, like, now maybe... If you have some, like I think there were fifties reprints that they yeah, did. Those, those are probably worth some money. Like and then the, uh, the obviously the actual yeah. book itself the goes for millions, millions. But like, yeah, pages sell for like ten thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, guys, um, I read Action Comics on one. So uh, good, for you. good luck catching up to me. <laughs> did you read Invincible yet? Not at all. Great, I'm reading comic books on mine. My day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now this is also not the uh, the first classic book I've read, but no, nah, right, we won't go into all that. That's a whole thing. That's a whole episode. <laughs> well, we got you guys. So, because uh, every single classic book we got in the shop, I read that shit. I read it before <laughs> I put it on the shelf. 
because uh, we got a couple, we got a few from the the '60s. I think was the the oldest one. I think we had was like an Action Comics from 1963. All right, guys. Now that we've retired these books to our short box, let's get into the news. It's time for the news, the phone booth news. That's right, guys. <laughs> It's time for the phone booth news, where we try to give you the news faster than Deadpool can change his clothes, which gives us three minutes, 45 seconds. Okay, whenever you're ready with the button, and go. In comics news, Batman the White Knight, a story about the political political rise of Jack Napier, the reformed Joker, in Gotham City is that no... Uh, fuck! That no... Uh, in a Gotham City that no longer supports vigilantes has been extended to eight issues, which is just way more goodness. Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, number 37, will see Hal go up against an unexpected foe in a story called Power of Zod. In this arc, the Kryptonian villain, who hasn't been seen since the events of Revenge in Action Comics, has taken over a small planet which draws the Corps' attention, and the arc begins in January... 24th of 2018. In video game news, the Hellboy gameplay footage for Injustice 2 and a release date of November 14th have been released, and that video is available now on the DC YouTube channel. Yes. Lego Dimensions, the Toys to Life game available on all popular consoles released, is a is discontinuing its uh, run. And I didn't open the goddamn thing to read it. Uh, Warner Brothers had this statement. Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment, TT Games, and the LEGO Group would like to thank their fans for the ongoing support for LEGO Dimensions. After careful consideration, it will not be producing new expansion packs for the game beyond what is now available. We will continue to provide ongoing server and customer support in all LEGO Dimensions packs. Existing packs will continue to work interchangeably and will remain available for purchase. In TV news, Marvel's Punisher series released a final trailer that uh, announces its release date. I'm fucking this up. <laughs> of November 17th, pitting it up against Ju uh, Justice League's theatrical release. Uh, Stranger Things fans may have noticed something in their Netflix suggestions uh, after the release of Season 2 called Beyond Stranger Things. This is an after show hosted by Jim Ross and comparable to Talking Dead. In movie news, Ron Howard announced on Twitter the logo and title of his installment into the Star Wars universe, which is Solo, A Star Wars Story. <laughs> Online news page, TheRap.com, reported on Wednesday that Gareth Evans is in early talks to write and direct a Deathstroke movie with Joe Mangelio. Sure, Ida's the star. Uh, Logan director James Mangold also recently stated that uh, due to the success of Wonder Woman, audience should be more uh, receptive to female protagonists and that he's begun writing an X-23 script. Uh, there are no current production plans in the works. Wow, I still made it. Whoa. I think Ron Howard should have called that movie Going Solo. Going solo. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that is solo. A Star Wars story sounds so bad. Uh, just for the people at home, uh, I went t two minutes forty four seconds on that one. Wow, I fucked that up. That was yeah. bad. That was that was bad, bad. Uh, luckily, there weren't that many stories, so it didn't hurt my time. Right? Uh, yeah. So yeah, lucky. Oh wow! And Travis over here conducting the. <laughs> Yeah, he was laying it down like some like, some lyrics to a rap zip song. Jobbing, like, uh, zip like, zopping yeah. and uh, trip topping all of my stuff. I was supposed to pump you up for the news. Uh, yeah. Get you in like, the news mood. I don't know. Maybe it was just me. 
Hype man. <laughs> Fuck. No. Yeah, I fucked that up. Uh, guys, you can uh, check out all of those stories and so much more on the Sword of My Comics Facebook page. And uh, that's going to bring us into our bigger topics. Uh, the first one of which is the Black Panther trailer that uh, released, what, last week or the week before or something? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and it is cool. It is. I'm really excited for this. Um, uh, first thing I noted in the trailer, uh, the Themyscirin-type like, veil over Wakanda. Did you notice, like, they, they go oh, through Oh, like, when little, they like, came in in the ship, and it's like yeah. they crashed through a few layers of something? Yeah, like, because yeah. like, obviously Themis, or, uh, not Themyscira, but Wakanda wasn't there, and then they go through this, like, thing, and then, boom, there's this bustling, like, fucking city, like, this <laughs> technological city. Uh, that was really cool. Um, another really cool thing uh, you were talking about during, like, while we were watching the trailer was the purple in his suit? Yeah, we yeah. see that a couple of different times. Now I'm wondering, like, do they have, like, power-ups or something? Because when uh, uh, Killmonger activates his, like, leopard-esque type suit, it's all, like, decked out with gold, and you see, like, the gold reverberate. And we've never seen anything like that from uh, Black Panthers in the right. movies, at least, before this. You did say, like, maybe there was something in uh, Secret Wars... The most recent cigars. Well, because I know in, I in the remember. comics he he takes hold of the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, and I I feel like his suit got like this purple etching to it. Maybe I like that. I don't know. That but, was like a while back. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like I'm wondering if there's some sort of like power up or something. That's what I'm some thinking. Ec- extra like battle mode to each of these Might suits. see some new uh, fighting tactics or uh, maybe a power of some sort. Yeah, and we're definitely going to get some new type of action because in this trailer, like, he's flipping... It's almost comparable to the um, Daredevil movie, the the uh, Ben Affleck Daredevil movie yeah. where he's doing all these, like, flips off of stuff. Oh, yeah. But I think it makes a lot more sense here because uh, I think the, the suit is a little technological and uh, I think he does have some sort of powers. Not like full on superpowers, but he's got like his enhanced strength or the something. The spirit like of the yeah. Panther. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, well, him and Vixen. <laughs> it's a DC Marvel crossover. And then someone just throws a big volley of yarn at him and it's game over. Ah, shit. <laughs> and it's over for the villain, too, because he's a fucking <laughs> leopard, apparently, or a cheetah, or something like that. Je- uh, leopards have spots, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Leopards and cheetahs have spots. So, yeah. Uh, did you notice that there are two suits? Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, leads me to believe they may lead that into his sister taking up the mantle at some point. Mm. Did that happen? Yeah, because remember where there was a female Black Panther? Nope. Yeah. I'm not a huge Black Panther guy. So like, I, I, all this. There, yeah. there was oh, a, a pretty big run where... I had to look up the name Kil- Kilgore. So... <laughs> you mean Killmonger? Killmonger, yeah. Yeah, that guy. Michael B. Jordan. I had to look up the name Michael B. Jordan. And I was like, oh, fan, fan four state. Yeah, he was. Oh, <laughs> so he, he was Chronicle, in, too. He was in Chronicle. Well, it was good in Chronicle. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Wasn't he? No, that was uh, Glover in Homecoming. Uh, oh, he yeah. was also uh, yeah. uh, Apollo Creed's son in That's Creed, right. trained by Rocky. So, he's but, uh, but yeah. He's, he's got she, three out of four, ain't bad. 
Yeah. She takes up the mantle of Black Panther for a okay. while, and if I remember right, she has the gold collar. Well, it also looks like um, the one suit oh, looks like the one from. I know what you're talking about. I've seen her yeah. at least a dozen times, at least. The the one suit looks like the one from Captain America: Civil War, and the other one is the one we obviously see see throughout the trailer. So maybe they've made some upgrades or something. It could uh, be. Yeah, it could be something like that, and maybe um, that's how Michael B. Jordan gets the other suit, like his own suit. Is maybe he steals the one from Civil War? That could be a thing. Now, uh, what about Claw? Uh, Claw, like, what did you like? That we only get I a few like moments he's... of him sitting there scared, yeah. and then there's one action moment, and it's weird. Like, they're in a museum or something. Like, I feel like he's going to be really underplayed. Uh, Claw was the guy who was hanging out of that uh, one car, and then his hand opens up and he shoots the thing. Oh, his yeah. Hand. Yeah, uh, Claw is outfitted with, like, a sonic uh, satellite dish on his hand. So In the comics, he's wearing all red. He kind of has, like, purple underwear on. Like, his eyes are white, and he has this big satellite dish on his hand. <laughs> you didn't see that in the trailer, because they... they Four went that way. <laughs> right. But his in the trailer, his hand like kind of opens up in the middle, and like the hand part drops down, and this is a tiny little cannon. Well, yeah, like a shotgun barrel. Uh, <laughs> like just with the name, yeah, you know, we knew who he was going to become in Age of Ultron. Yeah, of and then in Age of Ultron, yeah. he just cuts his hand. In Age off. of Ultron, it's like yeah, that's, that's how it happens. That was the guy Ultron cut his hand off. The guy with the beard, it oh, cut yeah, his hand yeah. off. By accident, and uh, yeah, that's because he that compares him to Stark. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Ultron's like fit of angsty anger, rage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was let down by that. That's just weird the way his hand opens. I would have like it would have been much less weird if it, like if his hand was a satellite dish instead of like his hand opens <laughs> up and then these like dangly rubber fingers just fly all over the place while he's, <laughs> while he's awesome. shooting sonic blasts. <laughs> That'd be just. Kind of gruesome looking. Yeah, it's, no, I mean that's what they did. Yeah, <laughs> maybe uh, they'll fix it for the movie. Might be worth a good laugh. <laughs> Probably. <not. laughs> Otherwise, it just it looks really cool. I like how Wakanda is so like advanced and shit. Oh yeah, like and it's got those elements of like an African civilization too, like melded in. Yeah, it's which the is perfect what mix. Wakanda's always been. It's, like, yeah, it's really cool to see the villager style mixed with the fucking the super technology. Like, super they, they have yeah. all of this like advanced, super advanced technology. Yeah. Because Wakanda is the richest country on Earth. Yeah, and then you have, um, what's that guy's name? He's from uh, Sherlock. Martin Freeman? Martin Freeman. Yeah. He's like, what yeah. else are you hiding from me? Because he's like brought into the city and shit, yeah. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. I, I dug the trailer. I'm def- I mean, it's it's a comic book movie, so I'm going to see it. Yeah. Like, I think that's a given. Like, podcast, like we don't have to say that we're going to go see it anymore. Because I think we're always going to see it. like we're not gonna like even if we don't go see it in theaters we're gonna see it at some point yeah so i mean they're giving you me a character that i don't necessarily i still don't necessarily care for him but the only reason i do is because of the movies yeah because i'm go i'm gonna and you've you've seen him in civil war so like you you had a little bit of like i mean yeah i like him for the movie yeah it's not like i'm gonna go pick up a black panther comic book yeah if i had never heard of black panther before like civil war would have been enough to i'm sure it's gonna be awesome and it'll just open up my world to the black panther oh exactly and like thor uh i don't read the books i don't really have like i i want to read the 
uh, Jane Foster Thor more than I do any actual Odinson book. But uh, yeah, Thor is the same way. I love love that first movie. It was pretty funny. Uh, the second one happened, and this third <laughs> one's gonna be great. Yeah. So I think oh, yeah. yeah, it's gotten great reviews. So. But moving on from there, we're going to go ahead and switch gears here to something like totally different. Uh, we're going to talk about Game Freak here in the news. And Game Freak director... Your mom's a Game Freak. Not really. Not really <laughs> play video games. <laughs> weak joke there. <laughs> fuck you. You're a weak joke. Not, not even for talking about my mom, but fuck you for making a shitty joke. You're but, a weak joke. Um, Game Freak director Sinjaro Omori uh, confirmed that with IGN that Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are going to be the last mainline Pokemon games on the 3DS. Uh, to quote him, with Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, we've tried to echo out that more and really, really push the system to its absolute limits. And we're now feeling that perhaps this is the maximum of what we can get out. So we're really treating Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon as the culmination of our work with the 3DS system. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean that it's like done, done, but yeah, it's pretty much done. Like they're not going to be putting out any more versions for that. But they have also stated, like, in recent months that there was going to be an RPG coming to the Nintendo Switch, the actual handheld console. Mm -hmm. From this statement saying they've gotten the most out of the 3DS that they can, like, it's, it just means that, yeah, they're obviously switching gears over to Switch. And where we were afraid of what this RPG could be, I think this can put it to bed for us. I think we're finally going to get our first uh, semi-open world pokemon version on home console i'd be more than okay with that see yeah. what like personally knowing what the switch is capable of yeah because um, you have one yeah <laughs> yeah like, you're the only we, one at this table who's actually we managed to score one around tax time walmart got a shipment of them in and we managed to buy one before this guy walked in and bought the other <laughs> eight damn yeah but you know, you I, I have the Zelda game for the Switch and the Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah, the graphics on it are great. The first the... Zelda game since Ocarina of Time that's made me go, I think I want to play that. Link Between Worlds for the 3DS was like, yeah. oh, I almost like gave it up for that. I own that, again. but someone's borrowing it, oh. making the Switch to the Switch is <laughs> probably going to be their best move. Yeah, uh, it looks. It looks like it's a it's we can be safe with this, but at the same time, their whole thing with the 3ds is each game, aside from like the two retreads they did, uh, Heart Gold, Soul Silver, and uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, yeah, was oh, here's the next gen. If they're gonna do this with the Switch, I don't want 150 more Pokemon. Like I don't want Gen 8. You know, I think right. that's what we're on now is Gen 7. I'm not sure. Something. I know there's over 700 Pokemon. But yeah, uh, I don't want like the next gen. I want, I want fucking, honestly, if I want anything, I want gold and silver. <laughs> like open world. Because like, okay, go ahead and put in all the 700 different Pokemon. That's fine. But I want to go, I want to go through Johto. And then like after I beat Pokemon League, I get to go through Kanto. Because if we just go red and blue... Uh, okay, we've done it to death. Well, yeah. With, yeah, yeah. with this, though, 
what's what's stopping them from combining all of the Pokemon worlds? And that's another thing I thought of like like months ago. Like, wouldn't it be cool if they had like uh, region DLC? They leave yeah, so much open in the game. Man. Yeah, like here's your game. Like this is the region that you start out in the game, and then you can like maybe give us like two or three regions off the bat, and then yeah. all the others are DLC, like Kanto and stuff. Most people like, uh, like on. The- on the streets, what they're yeah. trying to call would be something of, you know, like Pokemon Skyrim, you know, uh, being able to uh, move around and get DLCs and yeah. stuff, be able to search items. and Yeah, and I say semi-open open world. combat. I say semi-open world about this because what I want is what you just said, is like yeah. a fucking actual open world. Yeah. But you know it's not going to be like that. I mean, you're going to get to veer off the path like you do in... The, the style the that they have now seems to be working for them, like yeah. with, you know... I don't know. They could, they could go full They They could, world. especially because of the fact they're bringing fucking Skyrim to the Switch. And we, yeah, and that's what we all want. We want an open you world know, Pokemon. We want to get fucking lost. We want it to be an actual... Full on I have so RPG. many damn missions. I haven't even yeah. beat the game, bro. <laughs> we got like someone comes up to me like, God damn, I'm already trying to find three Pokemon for three other people. I'm I'm dealing with Team Rocket every fucking day. There's too many missions. That's the game I want. The, <laughs> yeah. the frustration building, like stuff game that becomes about. a task. Stuff to talk about for years, right? <laughs> But yeah, unlockable re- because not just regions, but uh, the Orange Islands could even be a thing. Yeah, it could be a whole yeah. DLC pack. Uh, that's what I really want from that game. And with each region, maybe comes like the different uh, legendary Pokemon from that region. Yeah, like not... you can't get them otherwise. Like, and they no don't need to, really. They don't need to stray from the path of like people. What people want directly is to be a trainer, mm-hmm. and you get to catch the Pokemon, fight yeah. them. Yeah, Maybe and trading impossible somehow. Um, but I, straying from the path where uh, Pokemon XD went, I think is what it was, or XD yeah. Gales of Darkness. You capture a bunch of possessed Pokemon, and then you gotta cleanse them, and you don't really ever like. Yeah, that was like that was a. You don't another, collect badges. They're or doing nothing. another game like that too. The the RPG that they announced is like an mm. untitled game. We don't know anything about it, but they do have another one coming out that's like of that XD variety and like where it's like it's got a story. Right. But this RPG, uh, I think, is just the logical next step to this, and of course, it'll probably have like a main story. Well, like and shit some too, of yeah. the uh, off the beaten, like off m- people want that majority yeah. feeling of being a trainer or whatever. But I do yeah. like the uh, like. Hey, you Pikachu, and then... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, the off-the-beat... Uh, off what is that shit. dungeon uh, one? Oh, the... There's two oh, of them. the Mystery yeah, Dungeon Mystery, game. Mystery Dungeon Yeah, games. where you are a Pokemon. Yeah, that was pretty neat. Team. Yeah, those are fun. I had I just, the um, Sky one. I just remember okay. being so disappointed by Gales of Darkness. Like, yeah. It's not what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, uh, and of course, this this is going to have its own story. Just like the versions, like and stuff. Oh, that. What I would, I, I'm all right with it. Like it's not going to take points away from the game, and especially because during black and white, like man, there was a lot of cutscenes. So you spent so much of that game just sitting and listening to people talk, and they cut that down over recent years. So I oh, think yeah. they found their sweet spot for that. So if they do it, I'm all right with it. But honestly, I really just want a 
You're fucking 10 years old now. It's time to start your Pokemon journey. Get out there in the world and just fucking do it. And, like, you get these little missions and stuff, but the only goal is to beating this Pokemon League and then going and beating that Pokemon League. And then you buy the DLC packs so you beat those leagues and shit. Like, that's what, what is I want. it about that An open experience. world story. You know, that, that kind of path with a video game with Pokemon, why is that so... Like the so difficult, yeah. I mean, I oh, well, I was just that's the favorite out of all. Them, like, yeah, out of all the routes they went, it's just like that's the best formula. Yeah, I guess. and yeah, you and you could bring <laughs> in, like, like I said, you could bring in like side missions and stuff. Like people give you tasks to do. Oh yeah. Like put Team Rocket in there. Make that a whole. No like, man, that was a whole side thing deep. in red and blue. Like you pick up a piece no. of paper you found in a dresser, and it's like, oh. Adds a little place on your map. You're gonna go yeah. check that out later. And they're, they're always that like wasn't so even vague. Side mission stuff. Yeah, you had to go into team. Well, like yeah, yeah, you did have to casino. go. You had to, but uh, it was kind of like a like this isn't why you could be a good game. trainer or like yeah. a bad trainer where you could like yeah. have the ability to go steal someone's Pokemon like. You get a tip about a yeah. Raichu in this case. Yeah, or maybe like yeah. And you're like, oh, like, okay, I want to go either way with this. <laughs> you could be a good guy. You could be a bad guy. Maybe you start out your Pokemon. Skyrim it. Yeah, exactly. You, I mean, yeah, you, maybe you end up working for Team Rocket. We need like, all these oh, options. And I don't care to wait for this, man. Like exactly. I can't because no like. Rush. <laughs> yeah, no rush. Take five. Take fucking ten. Wait for the next console. I don't care. Like just give <laughs> us the game we want. Just give us the ultimate. Every decision is on the table. Pokemon game. And every decision affects everything. Yes. As far as I can tell, though, they're already moving faster than I'm prepared for. I have not made it to the PS4, and they're, like, already on the Xbox uh, One X. Yeah. It's like... They don't uh, skip Yeah, there's really the PlayStation quick. 4 Pro now. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but no, uh, you could do a whole... Uh, what was that game? Dragon, 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 dragon age. Yeah, dragon age. Where? Oh yeah. Where like the, the oh, decisions man. you made in the last game? When you buy the next game, you pick up from those decisions. Oh damn. Yeah, like maybe not even make those other regions a fucking uh, DLC, but have that game pick you up from this last game. Yeah. Like your, your Pokemon like, transfer you can, over. Your team you can transfers start over. fresh. Yeah. In it, or you can like, yeah. carry over. Yeah, like give you the two options and shit. And like, yeah, the game kind of carries out the same no matter what because I mean, I mean, we're talking about log- uh, like building two games otherwise. Well, but but you I mean, can either start is, it out as an experience or you can start it out like you're just not. I was gonna say that's football. the thing. Like you'd have the two options so that way, like you transfer over your character that's got like a bunch of level seventy five Pokemon yeah, and all right. that. You know. You're fighting like level seventy three to seventy seven yeah. Pokemon in the wild, and you could cap like not necessarily put a level cap on the on the Pokemon, but make it harder to level them up to where like yeah. if you're gonna grind, you're gonna be grinding for fucking ever. But not change it to a fucking candy system. Yeah, exactly. Well, like that. I was saying, yeah. don't don't put in like microtransactions or exactly. anything like that. Yeah. Make it to where like you battle with your Pokemon. They eventually level up. They evolve. Like make getting so by the time past you like game, level fifty really fucking hard to do for yeah. a Pokemon. So by the that time you you start the next game, it's like your Pokemon are like in their mid thirties and stuff, and it like gives you more of a challenge. So at least you get three games out of this. Yeah, yeah. I just me... remembered something that I read. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, 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 no. 
Did you guys see uh, where people were trying to pinpoint where Pokemon Go fits in the Pokemon universe? Oh my god! <laughs> I just now remembered reading You that. can't even really put the different versions yeah. Yeah, together in the timeline. Yeah, I was going to say, can't even do timeline. that. And, uh, uh, it's hard enough to do Zelda, but people yeah. have, like, halfway yeah. figured... People no, have barely... No, people these. have figured it out. No, yeah, they, but it is a they web of it, a map like they that. Have, they've figured it out with, like, three or four games still hanging out there. Like, oh, I don't know. Like, it could go here or it could well, go apparently there. Apparently, it's supposed to be, like, during... Before uh, Professor Oak has even made... Uh, he hasn't encountered all these Pokemon on the Pokedex yet. So, so why is there second they're, all, <laughs> they're already there. They already exist. They just haven't been found. No. <laughs> yeah. do it. No, because gold and silver and are already been Like, oh my god. And the reason there's a candy system on there is because before like people started using Pokemon to fight each other, they just had Pokemon and they could level them up by using rare candies. Like, which eventually is now being called just a candy. It was called a candy. Now it's a rare candy because it's so hard to come by. Everything does not have to have <laughs> See, it's, its like... own fucking universe. Yeah, <laughs> it's cool when things work out and, and it's crazy. cohesive and there are layers and it's like and like maybe later you're reading this new story and you're like, oh my god, okay, that's why that happened yeah. in this other thing. I totally forgot but I even read that and it hit me. It's like Pokemon <laughs> is one of those things. Like even with the show, it's barely co- <laughs> like <laughs> that's the most cohesive you can get it. And forget about the movies. But like the show out. is the only thing you can really do that with, and just just barely. You got to bring fan theories into it to make that show yeah. work. But <laughs> when you try and tie all the games together somehow, and you try and like get the now you can get Pokemon. Pokemon Go belongs nowhere in the Pokemon continuity. The nowhere belongs <laughs> in your phone as a fucking thing to do. Like <laughs> there you go. There's all the continuity you need. You're the begin. You're the alpha and the omega of that fucking game. You someone wasn't it. very good at Go. <laughs> yeah. no. I I lost track of it. All right, so I gotta look behind. <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah, I, I think we've fleshed out everything we really can from this. Like, honestly, it's just here. The ultimate thing we want is like an immersive, you can do anything Pokemon game. What we know we're gonna get is anything but that. We'll bring us something. Here's yeah. my question. Okay, say, say hand we... the game to Bethesda. Give Bethesda the fucking game. <laughs> game Freak, just stop. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Okay. Say, say we do get this Skyrim Pokemon game. How how are we gonna catch the Pokemon? Like, do you have to like manually control where you throw the ball and everything? I think maybe or... it'll yeah, be say like Skyrim, I think maybe you have it would be arrows. something like a mix between Final Fantasy XII's battle system and Skyrim's battle system. A mixture there, and of course, like when you first encounter this Pokemon, maybe it slows down for a minute to give you a moment to open your menu, and then you uh, select what Pokemon you're use your bats to blow its head off. Yeah, to use your bats. And obviously, you cannot fight the like as the trainer. You cannot just walk punch up the and Pikachu. Punch <laughs> it croaks. I wanted like, to. I really it. wanted to, and I know I'm getting like, oh my god. After 20 minutes. It'll be. What are you gonna do in the safari? It'll be 007. It'll be 007. The world is not enough on N64 for me all over again. I'll never make it past that receptionist who's greeting me to the building and I immediately punch in the face just because it's random and hilarious. And it's got saved right there. I'll like, yeah, I'll like, I won't even get a chance to join Team Rocket because we'll be like, dude, you just keep assaulting Pokemon. <laughs> 
Stop. Like, we're trying to steal them, not kill them. It's like them. killing the, the Jarl of Whiterun. You just don't do it because it's going to fuck up the rest of your game. Eventually, If we did get this game, we know there's going to eventually be mods and someone's like, got a Trevor from Grand Theft Auto, you know, running down Pokemon. Yeah, of course. No, but like... Yeah, I, I assume it'll be some sort of like select a Pokemon, you throw them out there. Oh, God, boy. I just thought of like, you can use like the parachute sheet where you fall from the sky <laughs> and then like release your Bulbasaur real quick so it's flying with you. <laughs> you can release your Pokemon in mid In a perfect world. In a perfect fucking world. But <laughs> fucking throw out a Charizard <laughs> top on his back, bro. But yeah, yeah. No, I assume it'll be like select your Pokemon, throw them out there, and then you you get to have them battle. I mean, cool. And like, yeah, they'll probably be like uh, like either with your directional pad or something. This this will enter you into battle mode now. Like maybe the controls work a little differently now. Like you control the Pokemon. Yeah, you control the Pokemon. Yeah, much, and certain buttons have them do their four attacks or something. Uh, and yeah, and and then after it'll probably have some sort of like you caught this Pokemon or like here's your experience. Oh, your Pokemon leveled up now you get a new move. Like some sort of like RPG based like a little system. notification. Yeah, yeah a little more there. like Final Fantasy on that end. Once you finish yeah. the battle, whether you caught them or beat them, like you get a, you enter a, a Final screen. Fantasy screen that gives you your experience and shit. Uh, that, I mean, that would probably be the best way to do that. Let's uh, get to work, boys. Let's make <laughs> this game. Let me oh, just, no, uh, not a single one of us has uh, coding experience, but uh, let's get started. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but uh, I know a guy. Hey, uh, <laughs> if any any of the nine people listening to this knows anyone who works for Game Freak, <laughs> pass this little selection, section of the podcast along. Yes. Especially the, the part with the parachuting and the releasing Pokemon and the <laughs> the Pokemon assault, like those, the pass that shit along, because that's what we want out of a game. Hashtag Skyrim Pokemon Gary's <laughs> hashtag, hashtag parachute Pokemon. <laughs> uh, right. There's a lot of hashtags in this episode. I, I hope we see them going around. Maybe for like the next week after this comes out, I'll like look for those hashtags. See if they're out there. So uh, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna comment, hashtag. <laughs> uh, hashtag I think that's a good place to end this one. Uh, we got we got some more recording to do tonight, and uh, I get a lot of editing to do. <laughs> so, guys, there is a new communist commentary out there for Halloween specifically. Army of Darkness was the movie in question. It actually came out really great. Uh, this I think this is the first time. Very minimal, like uh, quiet moments. We were talking throughout the whole thing. Oda was there. <laughs> I was there watching the movie, listening to them. Talk over the entire thing. <laughs> uh, and that there's also going to be a new commoners commentary coming out for uh, Christmas. We're going to start the poll on November 1st. We already know what our three selections are. We're not going to announce them here. You're going to have to follow us on the Sort of My Brand and Sort of My Comics pages on Facebook to get in on it, to put your votes Word. in, and decide what we're going to do in December for our Christmas edition of Commoners Commentary. Uh, Alpha's unboxing also finally made its way to uh, the Sort of My Brand YouTube page. Finally, yeah, it came out pretty good too. Yeah. Like we took a ten minute so video and taught, uh, brought it down to four and a half minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, the editing came out pretty well, I think, yeah, and uh, it actually go. ended up having more energy than I initially thought it did. So uh, you can expect that and more to be coming out. Uh, I've already put out, as of today, of recording this, uh, series shit number one came out a couple days ago, and series shit uh, number two came out today. So we're we're back in the saddle with our uh, 
So to my brand reaper. Back in the saddle again. I thought we were gonna go somewhere with that. Again, like I'm, I'm misfiring this whole podcast. Like, I'm misreading everything. Jeez, <laughs> read the room. Uh, as always, guys, like, comment, follow, subscribe, share, follow, comment, comment, comment. and follow. While you're subscribing, you can comment, comment, and then after you like this, go ahead and comment, comment. that you like it. Hashtag 2017. I commented. <laughs> right. Hashtag SMB comments. I was there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Odal was there. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I hope that makes it. But <laughs> yeah, of all, all of the hashtags in this episode, Odal was there is the one I want. If you ever spot him at a con, either a picture of him and post it on hashtag, your own page. <laughs> hashtag Odal was there. Hashtag Odal was there or hashtag Alpha was there. Either one. And we're gonna be tracking those. We're gonna do live comments. Uh, all right. So my name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human, James Odell, Alpha Spectre, Travis Herman, Dr. T. Neal, and it's time to hashtag that badass outro music. DC Universe versus Masters of the Universe. I read through that one. Apparently, He-Man's already busted Skeletor's uh, jawbone off, and it took him more than thirty years. We finally right. knocked that jaw. <laughs> got him. Yep. You got a strong left hook there. Hashtag got him. It's not for the Let's use that one. <laughs>